Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. I hope everyone is having a good day. Um, we are a monthly, actually we twice a month show. This month I'm only doing one show, though. Uh, where we do, I, I am a, a writer and a spiritual counselor and an oracle reader, and I have a column I've been doing for a number of years called Snake Oil, and uh, we do a radio version of it once a month here, usually the first or second Tuesday at 10.30 a.m. in uh, Arizona time each month. And we uh, also will usually have an interview show uh, around the third Tuesday of the month uh, around the same time with some very interesting guests. Uh, this month I'm taking a break from the interview show, and we'll go back to that in October. I'll give you some more information on that uh, on my next live broadcast in early October. Okay, so anyway, uh, if it's your first time tuning in to Snake Oil Radio, what I like to do is I read my monthly columns. Some of you are already getting my column. If you're not, uh, you can email me, and I can put you on my email list. And you can get my monthly column and uh, have an opportunity to read it uh, at the first of the month. And I, I'd like to read the column on air, and I invite callers to call in and dialogue about the subject at hand um, and what their opinions are and points of view and perspectives. Uh, I will give that call in number out in a little while after I finish reading this, uh, this month's column. And also, of course, uh, we're open to... Uh, phone calls or comments in the chat room or even questions. Uh, sometimes I'll do little five-minute mini readings for people on air. Uh, again, we kind of keep them short just because the show isn't a long show, but uh, certainly feel free to call in or comment in the chat room uh, at any point. And uh, again, I can answer questions or comments accordingly. All right, so again, uh, usually what we first do as we dive in. I want to read the column itself so everyone kind of knows what we're talking about here. Uh, so this month's column uh, was called Pig Ignorance. So let's dive right in here. Every time I saw him at my gym, he showed an obvious interest in getting into a conversation with me. He often worked out or played basketball around the same time I worked out. He's in his early 20s, ridiculously good-looking with a sculptured body, and a pretty boy kind of guy that made me immediately think he was probably a jerk. Even though I thought this, I noticed that he seemed to be friendly with everyone he interacted with. So I had no real reason to think he was arrogant. He reminded me of the ridiculously good-looking types of guys and girls that I remember from high school. The popular people, cheerleaders, the jocks, terminally attractive types who are usually shallow, for whom most things in life came easily. I resented the beautiful, popular ones because I was not one of these types of people in high school. Even though I'm in my 40s now, I still remember the sting of being snubbed by these types of people because I was a quiet, shy high school student and tried my best to remain invisible. This young man brought that part of me to the surface, and I found myself avoiding making eye contact with him and ignoring his clear signals to chat with me. I saw him a number of times at the gym before he finally just walked up to me and aggressively introduced himself. He had a firm handshake, great smile, and nearly flawless features. Dirk told me he recently graduated from college and was looking for work. 
he was bummed out that it was so difficult to find a job in the current market in his particular field. On one level, I was right about Dirk. He was an ex-football player and actually a quarterback in high school. He was clearly a popular guy. When he told me that he was helping his handicapped older brother and working part-time setting up big inflatable balloons for children at kids' parties until he found work in his field, I had to immediately rethink my position. The more I listened to him, I began to find myself being impressed by this sharp, hard-working young man. He was down-to-earth, smart, nice, and clearly a genuinely cool person. It would be difficult for anyone not to like Dirk. I found myself feeling a little ashamed of putting him in a category that turned out to be so inaccurate. In the Druid tradition, one of the ways they perceive all the sacred animals here on Earth is that they represent elements of human characteristics. The sow, pigs, represent abundance, generosity, and discovery. If a person's sow energy is out of balance, then it can represent greed or pig ignorance. This negative human tendency often comes into play when we judge others only on outer beauty alone. It can also apply when we resent someone for having something we may wish we had. It represents prejudiced perceptions we often had toward any person or group of people. When we shut off the excitement of discovering beauty of every individual, we close our lives off and limit our perceptions. It's common for people to prejudge and to put people into categories. This often starts when we follow the beliefs about others from parental influences, siblings, other family members, the friends that we grew up with that teach us how certain people really are. More often than not, this is something we decide without actually finding out who and what people are as individuals. Other influences that tend to create this are when we have a bad previous experience with someone who belongs to one of these groups or categories. The experience contributes to putting people into tiny little boxes. These beliefs and opinions often stay with us into adulthood. We hold tightly to these beliefs, and we resist releasing these judgments even if we are presented with new information that is contrary. Most of us have some pig ignorance inside of us. My encounter with Dirk made me realize that even though I thought I'd let go of judgment, it still had a pocket or two of this dark energy inside of me. The funny thing about my placing Dirk into the pretty popular shallow people category is that on a number of occasions, people put me in the very same category. There have been times when I've experienced people talking to me and telling me that they were surprised to find out that I was smart, friendly, and not nearly as arrogant as they thought I would be on first impression. Most of the times since this happened have been in bars, especially among gay men who put me in the arrogant, attractive, dumb muscle guy category. The strange part of these prejudgments about me is that they're extremely inaccurate. Once I remember standing in a bar with a friend of mine who was 20 years older than me and somewhat out of shape. I was handed a flyer to attend a late-night party by some good-looking queen I didn't even know. He did not invite or hand my friend an invitation. He was only handing the flyer to the people he thought were good-looking in the bar. I threw the flyer away because I would never attend a party hosted by someone who was so rude and shallow. The whole idea of it sickened me. But the sad part is I could see the pain on my, on my buddy's face. Even though he pretended it didn't bother him. I can only feel empathy for him since there have been times when I was treated the very same way. Let's face it. Almost everyone has been guilty of judging others by outer appearances at one time or another. 
take ignorance as a common practice. You prejudge people with different nationalities, sexual orientations, body differences, classes of wealth, religions, and a host of other elements. I've been guilty of this myself, especially when I was younger. And I recently did it with a new potential friend at my gym. This made me start to think about how many people in my past that I perceived as obnoxious, pretty popular people whom I either ignored or shut myself off from getting to know. I may have gotten some of this from my mother. She was sometimes harsh about judging others. Still, no matter where this attribute came from, it's not time to let go of these false assumptions. I'm an adult, and I'm not a victim of past programming unless I choose to be. My guess is that some people, some of the people in my past that I labeled too popular never tried to talk to me because I was shutting them out and never gave them a chance. I'm guessing that many of the times in my past when I felt snubbed were actually me doing the snubbing. The pig, in its more positive sense, represents experiencing everything in life from a sense of wonder, discovery, and taking delight in approaching new people and experiences as exciting opportunities. Like the wise sow, we can learn to dive into all of the abundance that life has to offer. When we begin to relish the many diverse, unique individuals that we can meet and learn from, we get to be generous. And that generosity will make people more generous with us as well. When we let go of pig ignorance and stop prejudging and negatively categorizing everyone and placing them into neat little inaccurate stereotypical boxes, then we can actually take some time to open up to new ways of perceiving the world around us. Like the wise pig, we can actually enjoy the feast of life and celebrate everything it has to offer. Okay, so that was my monthly column. Um, and one that I, you know, it's funny with this particular topic because I had this in my head for a long time to want to write something along these lines and talk about this particular subject. Um, so I'm glad I finally was able to get that out on paper. One of the things that I am, one of the things that I do as a writer, and I often wonder whether other writers do the same thing, is it's like I have all kinds of stories in, in, in possible files in my head that are eventually going to come out. And sometimes I get the ideas uh, two, three years before I actually write them, and they keep kind of rummaging around. It's almost like I'm collecting material. So this experience that I had with my um, my friend Dirk, um, I always it's not really his name, <laughs> but from a writer's perspective, I like the name. It sounded uh, uh, very uh, very uh, popular. Uh, so uh, in this case, uh, that that was a trigger for me to finally actually write this particular piece. And I will mention uh, to any of my listeners in a minute. I'm going to give the phone number for anyone to call in if they're listening live. That. Um, I, uh, I'm putting, uh, a, I'm, I'm ready writer. I have a book published called Dirty Little Secrets that's available on Amazon.com, um, or you can call, get it directly through my website, uh, Dirty Little Secrets by Jim Ventura. Um, and that's already available. Uh, I published that almost two years ago. And, uh, I'm getting ready to publish my second book, which is Snake Oil Volume 1. It's a collection of the first, uh, 40, 50, of my columns that I've written as well as what I've added are snake charms. They're uh, kind of practical tools to help you develop intuitive ability. Uh, and uh, that's getting ready to be published. So this, of course, will go in uh, Snake Oil Volume 2, this this last piece, because it'll probably be another year or so 
1964. I have a second volume available, probably 2011. Anyway, so let me give the call in number if anybody is listening uh, live. Uh, that number is 646-200-3966, 646-200-3966. Uh, please feel free to call in if you have a comment or a question uh, to ask. I'd love to hear people's opinions. Uh, I know that um, uh, it's always funny doing this radio show because sometimes I get a lot of callers, a lot of people in the chat rooms, and sometimes um, I can hear crickets in the background <laughs> from my live shows when no one's tuning in. It really is kind of a hit or miss situation. Uh, and I, I personally, I, I find it uh, enjoyable either way. If not, I just like to talk because I know that a lot of people are catching my show um, also on the archives. All the shows will go to archives. So uh, yeah, obviously, if you're catching the show on archives, you're not going to be able to call in. But uh, again, uh, you certainly can uh, add yourself to my uh, mailing list if you'd like at uh, Ventura, S as in Sam, A as in Apple, G as in Guy at Yahoo.com and get my column on a regular basis. It doesn't cost anything, and I have been told that it is quite good. Anyway, so back to the subject at hand. Um, so again, when we when we talk about this idea of pig ignorance. This is an interesting concept that I came across probably about 10 or 12 years ago. Um, I had never heard it labeled that way, um, pig ignorance, and I, I certainly got a kick out of uh, that particular uh, phrase. But uh, I learned this from studying Druid teachings on the sacred animals of the Druid tradition. Uh, I've always had a strong connection to animals, uh, having grown up with dogs and cats and feeding squirrels and, and all kinds of things uh, when I was a child. In fact, it really, on the more extreme side, um, my brother uh, was a, is a herpetologist and collected reptiles of all sorts as well. So we even had snakes and turtles and iguanas and things like that around. So certainly... Uh, we had a plentiful arena of animals around us growing up, and I always had a certainly a good connection um, with animals, maybe not as much with the reptiles, but certainly no fear or discomfort with them. Uh, but uh, I, I, I always had, I guess I always intuitively understood that animals also represented something as well as being individuals in their own right. And uh, I've talked about this in, in previous shows and in previous columns about how in other traditions, of course, you know, many animals were also, when, when they hung around human beings, they were also seen as familiars. Uh, so uh, that's something that people tend to place in the witch category in that sense. But anybody who was a dog or a cat and has a close relationship with that animal understands the idea of your familiar being uh, somewhat of an extension of yourself. On the other hand, the animals that are more, you know, in the wild in that sense, uh, um, represent elements as well. So, for instance, if you have a, if you start to see blackbirds and you keep continually seeing blackbirds, or for instance, there's a lot of cats showing up in your neighborhood, or you notice that everyone around you is suddenly getting dogs, or um, or you notice a fox in your backyard, or uh, or you every time you travel you continue to see cows on the road or, you know, uh, or someone sends you, uh, you know, a card with a cow on it. Whatever these little triggers are, when, when you start to really, really notice an animal influence, 
typically, it's a, the suggestion in the Druid tradition is that animal has a message for you. It's asking you to look at some part of yourself uh, for good or for bad that needs to be addressed uh, as a protective influence uh, or a guiding influence or in the case of um, when we talked over here, like with pig ignorance, there also can be a negative interpretation or an out-of-balance element to this particular quality. So in this column, I chose to talk about the sow or pigs and, and what they represent in that sense. The way, um, many years ago, I got a deck of, of Druid animal cards, and I used them as a, a device to do readings for people, among many other different tools that I use. And they're extremely effective because they they seem to always tune into um, what the right animal elements are for my individual clients, and of course I use them uh, myself as well. And the way they design the cards uh, it kind of parallels with this idea that I'm talking about with pig ignorance as well, in that the, an upright card will often suggest that you're using the energy of the animal more positively, or that you should uh, or you should be doing so. And when the card comes up reversed, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. It means somehow there's an, an imbalance in that energy, either using it too much and going into the negative uh, element of it, or you are not understanding the energy of it and you know, kind of misconstruing or misinterpreting that particular vibration and what it in essence represents. So in this particular column, I got to kind of talk about this whole idea of, pig, of what pig represents, and certainly like I said, and it's more positive element. You know, when you think about pigs and the way they respond and the way they live life, they certainly are a piggish animal for good reason <laughs> to be to be put that way. You know, pigs will, will feast and stuff their faces and roll around in mud and squeal with delight. Um, they really are, uh, I want to say, a I don't know if it, the word happy would be appropriate, but they are really full of that energy of discovery and exploration and excitement, and they do represent that that element that, again, also think about it, exists within us. There are times when we are so excited or we feast or we just enjoy all the elements of life. Um, one of the things that's interesting about pigs that they talk about in the Druid tradition is that this certain things that pigs can eat without harm that would actually harm human beings. So it's kind of another reminder that they have a, uh, you know, a unique ability in that sense to not be harmed very easily. And that's kind of a cool attribute in that sense. And that brings up this idea that when we have that sense of abundance toward life, when we have that excitement and that joy, in many ways that can counteract many negative things. Uh, in that in, in that sense. So on the negative side, and what I brought up here was this whole pig ignorance idea, that there are times when we quite, you know, and I, I think it would be really difficult for anyone to admit that they do not do this. Um, I think we're programmed to do some of this even at a, a very, very young age um, to judge people and to place them in categories. Uh, you know, fortunately for me, when I was raised, my parents were not really prejudiced in any type of extreme way, uh, thankfully. I never heard any really um, bad slang words toward different cultural uh, people. Although my mother, uh, I always laugh about this, but my mother kind of had things with, uh, had an issue with 
people who were divorced. Being kind of a staunch Catholic, she was not a fan in believing in divorce. So, of course, the, uh, the mothers on the blocks who were divorced were, you know, kind of snidely referred to as the divorcees. But, you know, thankfully, we, we, we were not really filled with racial prejudice uh, of any sort. Um, so I, I'm grateful for that. I wasn't really programmed to, to feel that way. And I think even if I would have been, uh, it never would have taken with me. Honestly, it's just I, I've never I've never really understood that. I always thought that uh, that racial um, uh, judgment uh, and placing people in those categories that they're all the same always sort of struck me as really a very very low common denominator in human evolution to perceive things that way. I mean, my philosophy is people are either black, white, you know, yellow, red, whatever you know, whatever the ridiculous categories are <laughs> that we place people into. You know they're cool people, and then they're asses. You know what I mean? Some, you know, it, it has little or nothing to do with someone's particular racial affiliation, whether someone's a good person or not. Um, ridiculous. So I guess I never ever grasped this type of an element. But many people do, and a lot of times it's fed through parents and and other influences in the family, or through friends or social circle. And we do. We hang up. And we, we hang on to and believe this type of thing without really, really questioning it. And like I had also mentioned in the piece, in many cases, we also may have a bad experience with someone and then decide that that particular, it's not that the person was necessarily obnoxious, but we now connect it to anyone connected with that race. And this even goes beyond race, obviously. You know what I mean? This, can, this, can, this type of energy can have to do with people that are really skinny, or really fat, or are gay, or are bisexual, or who are rich, or who are too poor, who have bad teeth, or, I mean, you, you can really reach all over the board when it comes to areas where we tend to make uh, judgment, and again, and kind of lock people into categories, so I really don't want to minimize the, um, the uh, and say that this is just a racial issue in that sense. Again, this is a, a very unfortunate common human practice. And I think, you know, the trigger for me that was so eye-opening was, you know, I, I consider myself an evolved person. I consider myself someone who is largely free of judgment. And yet I found uh, through this particular experience that I still was doing that in a way that was so almost blind to me. This idea that the beautiful, pretty people are obnoxious or bad people somehow or or you know or have have things given to them too easily or haven't had to struggle at all or or um or just full of themselves in that sense and you know it's funny again that i i had this perception because as i mentioned in the piece you know while i'm you know i'm not exactly a model um i never claimed to want to be one I, you know, most people consider me um, to be uh, fairly attractive. You know, I work out, I take care of my body. I, you know, I mean, I, I certainly put a fair amount of energy into, 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 into body maintenance and and looking well because I like to do that. That to me is something that I love the body that I'm in. I'm going to use this body for uh, the rest of this lifetime. So of course I'm going to uh, want to take care of it in that sense. So that said, um, I certainly 
might be put in that category by other people because I'm muscular and I'm in shape. And so it's very, very funny that I had such negative perception of so many other people who, again, where many people might actually put me in that particular category. So this is what's always kind of an interesting dynamic that often occurs in life. We may not even see this at times. So this was very, very eye-opening to me that I was able to grasp this particular thing in myself. A little humbling because, you know, I I really couldn't stress enough at what a what a really nice, smart, sharp guy this was. And again, I had just thought football player and pretty hair and pretty smile and chiseled features and uh, must be an idiot. And, uh, you know, again, I, I could not have been more wrong. So, I mean, I, I think that there's really, um, it's really wonderful when you have these experiences that are so transformative in that sense because they do shift the way that you think. And, you know, I'm, I'm happily able to, to be open to still doing that as I progress through life. Um, you know, really, I, I think when we, we make these decisions about people, we shut off the possibility of really getting to know um, and open ourselves to different types of people and experiences that are valuable, that will help us expand and grow and, and uh, you know, and create new friendships and new connections and new ways of viewing things. Again, we shut off when we get into the pig ignorance issue, we're shutting off that, that discovery, that joy of discovering life and the uniqueness that we all have in our each each of us individually it, we're, we're different again no matter what culture or group we belong to we're all individuals and i think that you know we, we, no one has the time to get to know every human person and every nationality and everything in a lifetime realistically but we can um open up to more possibility that way and really really expand our life and that's really in essence what the pig represents in its best sense i think that you know one of the things I always like to bring up whenever I talk to clients and uh, often in my writing is that there's a big difference between judgment and discernment. When we discern, we are making decisions about what's right for us. Um, you know, we, we discernment in and of itself is a very healthy thing. When you make decisions about what you're going to eat, Hopefully, we're discerning at times about what type of food we put in our bodies. Uh, we make uh, discernment decisions all the time, and they're absolutely a requirement for healthy functioning in life. You know, as we're in the Virgo time, uh, which is Virgo is a very much a strong sign connected with the idea of healthy discernment. Uh, this is a good topic to be talking about. So, again, nothing wrong with discernment, but judgment uh, lands us in a completely different category because when we're judging, we are uh, placing ourselves outside of that particular group as if we are somehow better than that particular group. And, you know, it's always very interesting to me that I find that some of the most judgmental people that I run across are sometimes really hardcore right-wing Christians. I guess it's not a shock to me at this point anymore anyway, but um, obviously not all Christians are judgmental. Um, some really, there are many true Christians who do understand the, uh, the idea of that Christ energy uh, of living without judgment and do it beautifully. 
but many of the really hardcore right-wing conservatives are really, it's amazing when I listen to some of these preachers on television and on the radio that I catch, I've never, at times, uh, it really still kind of floors me to see the level of, of negative judgment that exists um, in this world that is, uh, that, that, that's blanketed as something that would ever be potentially included in the teachings of Christ in any way. Um, in fact, I, I, I saw, uh, I'm, I'm, the other day I was laughing because I was driving and I saw a bumper sticker that said Jesus was a liberal. And I really, really had to laugh when I saw that because I, that's really accurate. You know, that's what's so funny is if you really, really think about it, this was an extremely liberal teacher in that instance. So uh, many of the people that, that, that hold to his teachings and, and distort these teachings are hate liberals in that sense. Yet, you know, you're, you're hating the very thing that he, in essence, was in many ways. So, anyway, uh, let me throw that call-in number if anyone's catching us live and wants to call in. Otherwise, I'm going to continue to chat for the next 15 minutes or so about this subject and anything else that comes into my head. The phone number here at the station is 646-200-3966. You also can um, pop in our chat room and say hello or make uh, comments that way in the chat room. So that's easy enough if you're catching us because uh, this is Internet radio, so you probably have to be on the Internet to begin with to even be, uh, even be uh, tuning in. So... Again, 646-200-3966, and today we're talking about pig ignorance. Um, this certainly is a subject that, that could potentially make people a little bit uncomfortable. Um, uh, for me, that has never been uh, an issue to shy away from uncomfortable subjects. Well, actually, I, in the beginning when I first started writing the column, which is going on, I think almost, uh, we're looking at pushing towards six years now that I actually have been writing um, snake oil and uh, five, six years now. And I, the radio show we've been doing for about a year and a half now. So uh, I've got quite a few columns. And honestly, I did have a little trepidation early on when I was writing uh, some of the original columns because some of the subjects that I knew I was going to touch upon might inevitably be offensive to certain people or, or upsetting. And... You know, um, uh, it's funny because the more that I have, I've worked and uh, done columns and even done the radio show, really, I, I'd say, in essence, the stronger I've become in my ability to realize that you cannot make everybody happy. You're going to bring things up. You're going to talk about subjects and areas that are occasionally going to offend people. Um, you know, I certainly never do this consciously. I have no desire to offend anybody. But I have popped out a few columns along the way that got a few people angry. Um, and, you know, I always go back to my favorite uh, Shakespearean uh, expression. We think that lady doth protest too much. You know, the things that really freak us out or, or make us angry often are elements in us that we've either repressed, denied, or are not um, willing to look at. Uh, or we're extremely, you know, uncomfortable with that because we've had a bad experience around it. Again, another lead-in here toward this idea of pig ignorance and where it may actually come from. Because sometimes we do have 
very, very traumatic experiences with somebody in a, a different race or cultural uh, uh, category. Um, you know, I have a I had a client of mine who years ago was had her husband had a husband who left her and her children some real antagonism with that, and then he finally left without very much explanation for why he was leaving her. And you know, later on, uh, she began to piece together that he was gay or bisexual. And so for a long time, she had quite a bit of discomfort with with gay and bisexual men and people in general. She was very uncomfortable about it. She didn't perceive them as good because her husband was in that category and was not really one of the the nicest people (laughs) along the way. So she had basically put everyone in that category into the same arena as her husband. You know, and I've seen this done, obviously, even more commonly among people when it comes to... uh, you know, cultural perceptions. You know, one of the things that's happening now is, you know, I'm I'm laughing because while I am not a, um, I, I try not to get very political in my columns uh, and in my uh, radio show, but of course I'm not really afraid of stepping into any territory that I've looked at. But, you know, I'm I'm actually fairly happy with the current president, and I admittedly voted for him, uh, because he certainly, to me, was the best candidate for the job. And while, you know, there's certain things I question that he's doing, um, but, you know, for the most part, he seems to be doing a good job. And he, he really, you know, he inherited a pile of garbage uh, to have to sift through from the previous administrations. And so anyone who would have gotten it would have had trouble weeding through all of this garbage and trying to get us back on track. So I think all things considering, he's doing a decent job um, and uh, seems to be a likable, smart kind of a guy. Now, what's funny is there's a lot of people right now that are very uh, very against this particular president and really, really angry and, and uncomfortable with him. And uh, I have to say that you would have to be, you'd have to be sticking your head in the sand to not think that some of this anger and discomfort with his current president and it has to do with the race that he belongs to. And, you know, I, I, I hate to, uh, to verbalize such a thing, but it is a reality in this world that there is still tremendous prejudice toward people uh, of, uh, of different races. If you're not quote-unquote white, um, then you're quote-unquote the wrong race. And many people believe this type of thing. To me, it seems like the stupidest logic I could ever possibly um, encounter, but we cannot pretend that it doesn't still exist in this culture. And really, and the truth of it is, uh, that that, that type of racism also exists um, from the other end. In other words, there are certainly many people in uh, in that culture, in African-American culture, who... uh, are um, are very can be against people who are Hispanic or Asian or white as well. Um, that exists too. Uh, I mean, there is a there's always a duality to these types of perceptions and beliefs. But the reality of it is, though, you know, in this day and age, for people still to be carrying this type of uh, you know belief that 
someone uh, that's not in what they perceive to be the right race is not doing a good job is absolutely ridiculous to me. But it really does exist because I think that while many people are upset with with, uh, a number of his policies and the way he's doing things, a lot of this really does stem from this issue still existing in this world that people are still racist in that sense. So this does really bring up this idea very, very strongly that I'm talking about, about this pig ignorance in that sense, that still is part of um, part of the, the human psyche. What I'm suggesting, you know, certainly for myself and, you know, for all of my listeners and my readers is, you know, I, I'm, I'm attempting to get, you know, more of us to see this element within ourselves and to discharge it to let it go, to release it from our consciousness. Even if you had these type of negative perceptions in the past, there's no reason to continue them in your present and and project them into your future. I mean, the simple truth of it is uh, anybody who can, can stand back and analyze in a healthy kind of a way will understand that just because someone in a race or a group or a culture or a, a category does something that you don't agree with or that's even really obnoxious, that everyone that is connected with that category is guilty. You know, again, if you really, really, uh, you know, think about this, this is insane type of logic in that sense in the first place to actually buy something like this. So what I advocate for in myself and for my readers and my listeners is to, you know, open yourself up to the energy of the pig in the best possible sense um, and really, really dive into the idea that life is diverse and life is abundant and that there is so much beauty and amazing things to discover in this life if we open our eyes and are willing to close off the part of ourselves that is so judgmental. You know, have experiences, meet different people, talk to them, see what kind of, um, what you can learn from them in that sense, even if they're very different from you. Uh, you know, one of the things that I I learned as an astrologer, of course, is that um, one of the signs in astrology that's, that's most prone toward being fascinated with people from foreign countries or cultures uh, is Sagittarius, which I'm a Sagittarius, I think that that doesn't in any way preclude anyone who's not a Sagittarius to not have those experiences, just that certainly uh, many Sagittarius can uh, have a uh, you know, fascination with this type of thing. But I know for, for me, um, as a Sagittarius, I'm very, very true to that. I really find that even at a young age, I began to study a lot of different cultural perspectives uh, out of the, the desire to learn and to know, to see what the Lakota Indians believe, to see what the, uh, the Vikings believed, to see what, um, whether astrology had any real bearing or meaning, to look at these different cultural perceptions and explore them before I necessarily made a decision about whether they were, quote-unquote, right or wrong. And, you know, much to my surprise and delight of discovery, I found that many of the things that I studied and looked into in these different perceptions were brilliant. Uh, you know, I often remark about um, the, even if anyone is familiar with Viking rune stones, that the runes themselves, the philosophy behind them and the perception is absolutely amazing. Um, and the uh, recent interpretations in the last 30 years or so 
by Ralph Blum of the Runes are, are just fascinating, beautiful philosophies to follow. You'll find the same thing when you when you know studying the Druid animal teachings or Druid teachings or Lakota Indian teachings. I've looked into a lot of different things in my life, and honestly, you know, here's where the discernment part comes in too. Some of the things that I studied, some of the metaphysical books that I read, honestly, they didn't thrill me. Um, there were things that I looked into that just did not hold my attention or bored me, uh, and then I moved on. But the beautiful part of all of this is, is never along the way did I decide that they were bad. Uh, you know, I, I mean, one of uh, a very, very popular area for, for many people in different branches of metaphysics is a fascination with UFOs and aliens, things of that nature. You know, I, I started studying that when I was younger. It was interesting to me, and then it kind of started boring me. Um, just in the sense that it's not an area that I find all that much interest. There's no doubt in my mind that this exists um, at some level, but it's just not something that I want to put a lot of energy toward. But certainly in no way would that make me decide that people that were studying or have an interest in this were bad or wrong or stupid or anything else for that matter. It's just we have different leanings toward things that are going to appeal to us. And by the very same token, you know, bringing up this, this topic that we've been discussing about the energy of, of the pig and on the good side and the negative side of pig ignorance, we do have a right to discern. You may find certain people of different cultures or perceptions not really necessarily to your liking or that you fit with. And that's cool. You know, you, we don't have to walk hand in hand in the world with everyone in, in perfect harmony. We can have people that we don't necessarily jive with um, in a comfortable kind of a way, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the difference is, I think, as a healthy, evolved, spiritual person, is to recognize that you don't have to demonize them either. They don't have to be put into the, quote-unquote, bad category because it isn't something that you want to put your energy toward. Now, I mean, to me, doing that would be like if you ate um, a sandwich with... Um, with uh, pastrami and you found that you hated pastrami, um, that you decided that pastrami was the be-all and end-all of the evil in the world, you'd be a little bit of a lunatic. Yet, you know, we, we do this type of thing with, with people and in situations um, all the time without realizing that we're doing it. So I think that, you know, one of the things that I'm, again, really, really advocating for my listeners and for my audience is, you know, open yourself up to new experiences with that sense of wonder. And you'll get some cool things that will come your way. And then by the same token, you know, realizing that if you have been guilty of this pig ignorance, of this judgment, you know what? Forgive yourself. Move on. Change your position. Change your posture. And, and let go of it from the past. Because realize, again, sometimes the influences from, from family and friends are, are really, really strong. And when we're children, we really want to please our our, our family, especially our mothers and our fathers and our siblings and, and even our friends, that, that's a natural thing to want to belong and to fit and to please. So if, you were, if you've done that in the past, then, then that makes sense as to, why, uh, as to why you might have felt that way, but you do not have to carry that into the future. Okay, that said, um, I see I've got a couple of guests in the chat room. I want to say hello to everyone, but we're actually winding down. We've only got about another minute on the show. So I thank everybody for tuning in. Um, I'm actually going to sign out in a little bit. Um, so if you uh, if you want to get my uh, monthly column, you could email me at
Uh, Ventura Sage at yahoo.com. That's C E N T U R A S A G at yahoo.com. Or Ventura Words at mac.com. And I'll gladly add you to my mailing list. Uh, this is a no cost thing. You get to read my columns and my books before they ever come out in print. And uh, there's information on my website at um, uh, web.mac.com words if you want to check out the personal sessions that I do, the readings and the sessions I do by phone or in person here in Phoenix. I do do a lot of my sessions by phone. Uh, you can check out and contact me if you want some information about that and also about ordering any copies of my books or CDs. Um, you can get that on the website as well. Or um, My first book, Dirty Little Secrets, is available on Amazon.com. So you can always check that out as well if you want to order it directly from them or you can order it through me if you're interested. So we'll be here again uh, early next month in October on, again, usually first or second Tuesday for my regular broadcast. And then about the third third weekend we do it. So, so I hope you'll be here to catch us and thank you for tuning in. I wish everyone a great day and uh, be a happy pig. Period. Peace. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.